All right. Welcome, everyone. I'm really excited about today's podcast. I've got one of my good friends and my boxing coach, Ash, here in the studio today. Welcome, Ash. Hello. (laughs) Guys, you guys are going to absolutely love her for several reasons. I think what you're going to get out of this podcast, we're going to be talking about a few things. First thing we'll be talking about is reality TV. She was on a show. We'll get into that in a little bit. The growth that you had, what you learned from that. Then we're going to be talking about, you know, we'll, we'll touch on, you know, breakups, heartbreaks, whatever. And then we're also going to go into the fact that she's like left her full-time kind of nine to five job to pursue like her purpose and passion, which is being a boxing coach. So it's like she's gone through all these different journeys and she's like, you know, I was just talking to her before and I was like, we need to just start recording because like there's just so much like good content here. But it's crazy, like the journey that you go on and how you kind of knew what you wanted to do all along, even if you hadn't come up with that idea yeah, per se. Yeah. All right. So let's get into it. I just want to start with a little bit of a, firstly, how did we meet? I think we met on Max's boat. We did. (laughs) (laughs) A party boat. Max, we love him. I know, we love Max. Max is just a stunning angel from Brisbane, just a good time. So, um, yeah, I'm sure a bunch of you have partied on Max's boat at one point or another in your (laughs) life. But we definitely met on Max's boat and we just vibed. We did. I remember we were actually sitting at icebergs and we were like, tanning in the beach yes and I was like you're so inspirational (laughs) I think because we have the same energy like you know like I love working out and like we're extroverts yeah totally Um, and literally that's so true because I came down to icebergs and it was well you with Olivia not not live live a different live yeah my my friend who's also bestie live who's the fucking vibe (laughs) as well um, yeah, and then you were with Azza and Lawrence, yes. I think. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. yeah, came down and straight away we're like, yeah. The whole and time. Lawrence knew too. He was like, "You guys are really gonna get along. I'm gonna connect you guys." We're like, "Done." <laughs> he literally <laughs> like hit the nail on the head. He did. He and then we ended up going out that night. Yes. Oh, good times. That was fun. Yeah. So we just <laughs> hit it off. We just yeah. I think yeah. both of us. I love making new friends. I Me love too. It. Yeah. I love just, it. Like vibe. We just yeah. So, yeah. girls, if you, you're on a boat party, 100% talk to the girl dancing next yeah, to you. Yeah, and make and co- make contact and yeah, network. Definitely. I think it's the best, especially it, when you're single. Oh, my like, God. Make definitely. new friends. If you feel so connected with someone, yeah. make a friend. And ask them mm. out to, yeah. like, say, do you want to work? At, let's go to Barry's, to, yes. you know, let's go have a coffee. Let's do this. Let's do that. Like, it's crazy that – and I said this – I think I said this – I don't know if it was on a live or I can't remember what it was, but I recently was talking about this. And it's the idea that so often you want someone to ask you to do something or you want – and they're probably feeling the exact same way. Like the chances that someone will say no are very slim. Totally. And if they say no, then just that's like, okay. Yeah. Too bad, so sad, next. Like, don't use that yeah, as the well, benchmark of everything. Yeah. And it's not meant to be yeah. anyway. But in general, if you get along with somebody mm. and there's clearly a vibe, then the chances of them saying no are even slimmer because yeah. you know – do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, you know, so many times, like, I'd even make girls – you know, when you're younger in the bathrooms of a nightclub. Oh, yeah. Best And place. you're just like, best friend I've ever <laughs> had in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. You're so fucking pretty. Oh, my <laughs> And then, like, adding them on. I found people on – I was trying to do a call of my Facebook friends because I'm just like, well, oh, I've got my Instagram for people, you yeah. know, that that I kind of semino and don't – but then yeah. Facebook, because I don't post that much on my personal grid, whatever, I'm like, I don't really need – you know. Yeah. So I was doing a bit of a call and I'm like, who are these people? <laughs> and then I started trying to find, like, friends in common and it's – I've, like – kind of narrowed it down to I've met these people clubbing for sure during my 100%. Red Bull days. They're all just people that like 
what's your Facebook? And then she never really <laughs> Toilet besties, I love it. <laughs> love that for us. Yeah. So that's how we met. Yeah. It was a great time. And that was what, like two years ago? Yeah, two years ago. Two years ago. Year then we just half? kept yeah. connected, did a breezy trip. Yeah, I've been to Vive, went to Vive a couple of times. Oh my god, yes, that was so good. And yeah, and then we just done dinners, dinners, and yeah, and love then that. now boxing. Yeah, and now she's my weekly boxing coach. Yeah, just kick your ass. Oh, honestly, it's so great. I love it so much. We'll go into that. We're yeah, gonna we'll go. We'll go into the boxing. But let's begin. Let's start yeah. with your narrative. So I want to start from mm-hmm. when you decided to go on the amazing race. Okay. So that was, ooh, 2019, and obviously I auditioned for that um, mm. reality TV show. And I guess um, me and my ex-boyfriend, we sort of had this character to be the villains, and I think that really helped to get us on the show. Um, I think we all reality TV show, you have to sort of reverse engineer it and think, yes. what do the viewers want to see? What's going to make TV? Because essentially that's totally. what they want. 100%. Yeah, 100%. so we were like, we're going to be the villains. Like, yeah. you know, where we're super confident, super, like, competitive. We went on there and we're like, we're going to, like, fuck everyone over. We're like, yeah. we'll lie, we'll steal, we'll cheat, blah, blah, blah. Like, And, like, we did to an extent on the show. Yes. Um, got us a lot of hate on social media, <laughs> but also a lot of air times, which is good. Um, well, that's, yeah, that's the important thing. And I yeah. think what a lot of people always have to remind themselves is any reality TV, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be a Renault show. It could be yeah. maths. Everything is skewed for good television. Oh, it's entertainment. Yes. The voice is entertainment. Like yes. my friend Luke, you've met Luke, I yes. think. Yeah. 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 He was talking about like it's still, you're a character. Yes. You might a be a great singer, but yeah. you're a character. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. Continue. And then we got on the show. I was, I think before I went on the show, um, like you do a lot of interviews like pre and post to reflect on, you know, what you decided or how you were before to what happened after. And, uh, you know, before I was like, oh, I'm going to be super emotional and get stressed out. I'm not going to handle the pressure, like blah, blah, blah. And then on the show, I realized, and this is like one of the main learnings, I guess, that I had from it, is like I was so good under the pressure and I shocked mm. myself. Um, and I guess like you don't really know that until you get into that moment because you go into a bit of a fight or flight sort of yeah. mode and you sort of, I guess, there's that stun or like the fight or the flight. Um, but I found myself really good under the pressure and I it's such a good thing to know about yourself because yeah. the pressure was unsurmountable. Like you're like racing around the world for 250K if you get a, like eliminated, you fly straight back to Sydney, and you know oh we really God. obviously really wanted the money, but yeah. also you, you're in a team too, and that was a huge factor that made me, me and Sid argued quite a lot on the show, yeah. and also made it for great TV. But um, you realize like how important teamwork is, mm. and it was actually good for my relationship. Like obviously me and my Sid we broke up, but um, it was uh, it was meant to be like that. Yeah. But it was a great I think reality TV show for anyone. It's a very good mirror. Like you never have people with that like sort of insight into your relationship and the dynamics of it. Yeah. Um, so when the whole of Australia is having their view on it and, you know, seeing the behaviours, it's very confronting. Yeah, very. <laughs> Slightly traumatic. And I feel like you watching it back would be confronting. Totally. Because one thing is to live something and one thing is to watch it back and be like, wow, yeah. I'm looking at it as if I was a third party. Totally. You know? And they very. cut it as well. Yeah. So they cut little areas. <sighs> and the, the often too they lead you to say things. Things. Yes. So they're like, you know, they, they have a story that they want to portray, which is, you know, fair enough. And sometimes they're like, mm, say it like this. So it's That's like, wild, yeah. It? So, yeah. I mean, Amazing Race, unlike the other shows, because it's not a social experiment, it's a race. So they don't focus too much on your personality and profiling, but there is a little bit of it to keep, obviously, the viewers engaged. Yes. Um, but it, it was it was super fun, like also traumatic, because it's like nothing like I've ever done before. Mm. And 
you know, you're racing. I went to like eight different countries and, you know, you get like minimal sleep. You're not eating sort of the right way. And like you have nothing with you in the hotel room. Oh, get God. back to the hotel room, no phone, no computer, no TV, just the other person you're with. Wow. How like, long is the – from start to finish, how long is the whole We thing? were there. We got eliminated. We came like fifth. Um, so we were there for about four and a half weeks. The whole thing was five. That's still – pretty long time it was a long time time. no phone my phone was in sydney oh my god so weird (laughs) that's so weird yeah it's like a good detox though it's a great detox imagine not having your phone even it was amazing international airport yes "Ah!" yeah amazing yeah so i think that was a huge thing i learned like the fact that i was good under pressure um and you know, that I can survive without my phone for five weeks. Yep, yep, that definitely. That's a good one. Um, and you'd learn a lot about your relationship as well. Yeah, I totally. did. Yeah, well, we did. Mm. Like, a lot of it. You never have people, too, that, like, can have their two cents worth because you're mic'd up and, you, like, you've got a camera on you all day. Oh, so you God. have the cameraman and the sound crew with you. And, you know, we were arguing and then they, they say little things to me and I'd be like, oh, God, like... You know, I never realized that. And yeah. Like, it was very confronting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, a blessing. A blessing. Of course. Like, I'm so glad that it happened the way that it did. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, because it, what I often do is, like, at the time, it's so funny the things that at the time when you're experiencing, like, I could imagine certain things there, it'd be like, why is this happening? I'm never going to say why this happened. I don't see the point in this. Why is all this like coming down on me right now? Yeah. But then now looking back, you're like, I would never change a thing about that because that taught me this. It taught me that. It drove me into the deepest fucking hole, but now I'm here. And do you know what I mean? So it kind of, looking back, I remember at times being like, there's no way in the future I'm going to look back on this and think it's a good thing. But here I am thinking everything was good. Yeah. And, like, and then afterwards, I like guess, well, we had a lot of, like, the ama- we broke up, like, two weeks after The Amazing Race. And then The Amazing Race aired, which was super difficult because, obviously, we wanted to try and cut the person off, but we couldn't. No. We had to do promo stuff. We had to do ads. We had to oh still talk to each other. And then it was on TV. And then, yeah, so that was really difficult. So we had a bit of a back-and-forth relationship in that period, um, which was super hard. Because you were together before the show. You were together for how long? Like four years. Yeah, so it was like a pretty decent amount of time. Yeah, Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. (laughs) Amazing. So then you – when did you start – okay, so then after that – and what year did it air? It was two years ago. Yeah, 2019. 2019 it aired – and then you got back together for a bit and yeah. then broke up again. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We tried again. Like, we broke up. I'm, I'm a big believer in second chances. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. But, um, I, you know, we, we got back together. I tried to work and I went to therapy. And yeah. the therapy, couples therapy was really good. But I think, you know, sometimes you have to accept that maybe that person's not right for you. It's done and you've outgrown yes. each other. Yes, and that's it. totally outgrown yeah. each other. You know, I, I, I wish him all the best. Like, I'm in a space where, like, you know, it's really po- I'm sending a lot of positive vibes to him. But. It just got so toxic in the end yep. and it really chips away at your self-worth and, you know, you start 100%. having these really toxic, negative, looping yep. thoughts about yourself and the relationship and, you know, it's been, it was, it's been super difficult but I know that the no contact, that's where it's come to you now, no contact, yes. blocked yes. on everything. You need yeah. to do that. You, you do. need to do that, especially yeah. with relationships that were toxic and I found that in my toxic relationships, while I could – In my position, I could find, you know, they started this, they started that. But then I was... I was playing into toxic behaviours as well. Mm, I found myself (laughs) really starting to tap into things that I learnt 
in the relationship that I'd never done in the past. Yeah. But like, and I can't think of anything off the top of my head, which is probably a good thing. But, <laughs> but, but like, you know, like this toxic or like the way you would question them or the way, like all this stuff that yes. wasn't natural to me. But And then I was I was changing for the worse, yeah. you know? Yeah. And when you see that in yourself, it's more of a reflection on you. Yes. You well, know? that's the thing too. Like my behaviours as well, and I, I learned this about myself, like, you know, even trusting men, like I've got a bit of a problem with that. Yep. And it's like, but that's my issue like I need to work on myself yeah with yep. that and I could see that coming up yep. with him and I'm like but I need to you know I need to be alone I need to work on that that section of myself and build that up so when yep. I do go into another relationship I'm not still projecting that 100% yeah and I say that to all my listeners as well like you cannot be waiting for the next relationship to make you happy yeah because if you're thinking oh I'm just so upset I can't wait to fall in love I just want to fall in love because it will make me happy that's the wrong reason like yeah. I'm all for love yeah but you should not search for happiness no in a relationship you've yeah. got to search that for yourself 100%. because the problem is ultimately no matter who you date yeah they are not the reason for your happiness at the end of the yeah. day you can create happiness together but they're yeah. not the reason yeah. so then what happens people get into a next relationship the honeymoon period makes them happy, so they yeah. think that it's the person that's making them yeah. happy. Then the honeymoon period ends, and they're still never worked on their demons, and then they're unhappy, and then they're like, you didn't make me happy. And then Ooh. they break up, you're the cause of my unhappiness. And they deflect, deflect, deflect on this poor <laughs> ex who had no, like, <laughs> like, no chance in the first place. Do you know what I mean? Totally. So, and, I, and relationships yeah. do bring out your insecurities. Like, Massively. they bring out just the stuff that's sitting there. Yeah. And, like, and, and so you do need to, in, like, obviously you need to work on that by yourself too, but be totally aware. You, as soon as you go into that relationship, shit's going to come up. Yeah. And you have to also be aware to deal with it within that relationship too. Definitely. And yeah. where are your walls? And why do you have walls up in those areas? Like, that's that whole thing, you know? Like, yeah. what, what did you find? Or do you have any, like, walls that you've put up? Um, definitely. I think, the, I, you know, I feel like everyone at the moment is doing a lot of self-worth. I'm like, mm. self-work. And I'm doing a lot of, like, research around, you know, attachment theory. and like, oh. I'm like, actually going to do a two-part oh, podcast. Really? I think oh, hopefully, like, next week and the week after on attachment okay. theory. Yeah, it so I was wild. Yeah, like, and I'm so interested in that area mm. of, like, the human brain. And um, I, I go to a therapist um, fortnightly just to, like, help me unpack stuff and I've yeah. been looking at generational trauma within my, my own family and you know how I can help that all that yes. information how I can help myself because I want to stop the cycle I'm like yeah. enough is enough I want to be the person in my generation that stops that cycle of not trusting men and you know it's been a lot Do of stuff very interesting that you bring that up like yeah. so amazing that you just brought that up because that is exactly what we've been covering this semester like yes. to the T generational trauma yeah. attachment theory yeah you know, or internal yeah. working model of like what you're, you know. And it's this really interesting thing that what people do, and it's not to say, it's not like black and white if you see someone who's d displaying these behaviours, it means that they were treated this way by their parents. But in general, people that have like, the, you know, with the different attachment styles, you model off what relationships in the future should be based on what your primary caregiver yes. was. So yes. let's, as an example, your yep. parents, for most yep. people it's your parents, Um yeah, so whatever they give you as mm -hmm. far as a connection, especially when you're an infant, a baby, like a newborn baby, you yeah. then grow up modeling that. And so when you look at teenagers, like 13, 14, getting in the wrong circles, even if they're really toxic circles of friends and it's really bad, yeah. they're, they're following a model that reflects what they deem as a loving relationship, even if it's toxic and abusive. Yep. They know that that is familiar. love. That's familiar, even yeah. though it's awful and I feel like shit, that is love. Yeah. Everything else is fully, like, it's strange to me. Yes. So they'll model that. 
you know, hundred, like this is so funny you're saying that too because I've been I've been dating, right? Mm. So I'm like, you know, and then I sometimes when I'm like attracted to someone, I'm like, oh, is this toxic for me? Because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> it feels familiar. Yes. And maybe this is my toxic trait yes. coming out. Oh, yes. But it feels unfamiliar. Sometimes I'm like, okay, you know what? Maybe I need to keep going and see if they're a nice person for me because maybe that is the right path yes. for me. Because the familiarity is maybe my toxic traits that's coming up. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And there's only so much you can do. You can sit back and be like, <laughs> my parents did this, my parents did that. Mm. But there's a lot of people whose parents tried their best, oh, but their parents yeah. were traumatized yes. as well. And that, that's the beautiful thing too, I think, about getting a bit a bit older. When you look at your parents, you're like, you guys are just this, like people that are battling your own stuff. Your own demons and, yeah. for, in a lot of cases. Yeah, and maybe you haven't dealt with your stuff and that's been projected on me, but like not from like a malicious place and no one ever no. wants thinks I don't think no. that. Like my parents did the absolute best they could. Of course. You know I mean? With whatever the tools they had. 100%. Yeah, and like I'm so grateful for that. But there is stuff that's happened and you're like – now I've got to deal with it. But I, yeah. I feel like the being aware is the most important part. It's incredible yeah. what it does because yeah. then like awareness in anything in life is yeah. what's going to then shed that light. Yeah. And you can't change what you don't acknowledge. Like yeah. you, that's just like you have to repeat that to yourself every yes. morning. You can't change what you don't acknowledge because mantra. it's that. so easy to just like yeah. sweep something under the rug. But like on that, just a little – I'm going to do a whole podcast on this anyway. <laughs> but, like, they did a study on, like, rat yeah. on a rat model yeah. um, where they did the – they found the rats that were really secure, secure attachment, and the they called the rat babies pups. So yeah. the mums were licking the pups like crazy, yeah. lick, 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 lick. And the other mum who was really neglecting the pups, like yeah. she obviously had trauma, this mm-hmm. rat, and was neglecting, neglecting, neglecting. And then they looked at how that, that rat, the baby, the pup, went on to live – and the ones that had all the licking, licking, you know, attention, love, attention, yeah. they not only carried that onto their pups, but mm. they their cortisol levels, their their ability to deal with stress was amazing. Wow. Their their motivation was a lot higher to yep. do tasks, like when you set up mazes and whatever. The ones that were neglected as babies um, wouldn't have that motivation. Their str- stress levels were crazy all the time, yep. and they neglected their pups because you yes. model off your primary caregiver unless you have – you know, unless you can like reflect back on it and be like, that's where I did wrong. Because you can yeah. always intercept and you can always change. Yes. Most parents that go to therapy are there because they they didn't like have, they don't want to model what their parents did. Yes. So they're there to change, you yeah. know? Yeah, love yeah. that. It's incredible. It is. Oh, I could do that for hours. <laughs> I know, I could do a whole podcast on this. <laughs> okay, so then when did you start at Camilla? I started probably four and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. So I did my degree in um, a business degree, majoring in HR and like global uh, global management. And then I, I've always worked in fashion in HR. So I started like in a junior old tree of life, went to Q and Veronica Main, and then I got a job at Camilla. Um, I really resonated with the brand. Like mm. I feel like when I was there, like I just really understood what the brand wanted, had a great relationship with Camilla herself, you know, love her. She's a visionary genius. Amazing. Um, yeah. She, yeah she, so I worked in the human reason people and culture team. Um, for a good four years and then I decided I wanted a career change it was actually after I came back from the amazing race I feel like it really changed my perspective yeah and I was like I want to do something different like something I'm more passionate about Um, and then I went to a PR role for like a year Um, didn't love it like overly Mm. Um, but then I, I think COVID hit and I was like what am I doing in my life? Like I always had this niggling thought at the back of my brain. I feel like so many people have this thought or like this thing and you're like, I'm not doing what I'm passionate about. Yes. Like, I'm not aligned with what my true core value is. Yes. And then I was like, 
you know what? Like I've been doing martial arts since I was five years old. And I've always been this little girl that's like, you know, sticking up for other girls. Like, you know, like I'd go and kick the boys if they were like hurting another girl. Like I was always this girl that like... What about your brother? Yeah. (laughs) My brother got bullied on the bus. And I remember I waited at the bus stop. He went to an all boys school. And um, waited on the bus and the boy got off. And I was like, I punched this boy in the face. Don't (laughs) fucking touch my brother. Like, But I was so like, not aggressive, but I was like, you know, I felt like I need to be this warrior woman. Yeah. To protect, you know, other females and my brother. It's like, yeah, like, it's like, it's like a certain type of rage with your siblings, yeah, I think. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. True. So, yeah. And like, uh, so that's how I felt. And like, and then I was like, you know, some of my friends were like, oh, like, I want you to train me in boxing. Like, you're, you're getting yeah, so good at boxing. Yeah. So, I, I, I did martial arts since I was like little. I started sparring when I was probably like eight years old. Wow. So I won my first sparring competition when I was eight and I versed a boy that was like 12. And um, I've just been super fiery. Like I always, I, my mom tried to get me to dancing and like gymnastics. Yes. And I was like, yeah, like I like it, but like not really. I remember always watching this karate school. I was like, I need to do this. Yes. And I just yes. like really resonated with it. I actually like am so okay with like getting punched in the face. <laughs> I think, but it's like, it's a super, it's a it's a pressure thing too, like getting mm. punched. Like a certain type of person can deal with that. Yeah. It's that same fight fight or flight like yeah 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 it's how you respond in a situation like that yeah so it's about being calm and you know learning it's like it's it's all growth it's like growth mindset it's like you know I get hit it's okay yeah I'm gonna stay calm I'm not gonna do that again yeah and then you go forth but I love now especially with like doing what I'm studying and whatever but exactly what you're talking about there that mindset and that's what differentiates people that end up becoming like elite athletes in kind of any kind of sport yeah um but the ones where it's really intense and like there's a lot on the line physically. Like, mm. I think everyone knows I'm obsessed with that Formula One TV show. Fucking <laughs> obsessed with Drive to Survive also on Netflix. Love oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm obsessed with Max Verstappen. I love them. Not all. Definitely okay. not all. But all I right. love, yeah, Hamilton, Verstappen, mm, Danny Ricciardo, the Australian. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love yeah, him yeah. so much. Carla Sainz. Hi. Hi, yeah. Danny Ricciardo. Hey, hey. hey. Love us. Do you want to be a guest on the yeah. podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Just get all the drivers yeah. on. Hello. <laughs> Oh, my God. But, yeah, what I find really interesting is looking at how they get in the zone Mm. because that's a really intense high. And I love the mindset aspect of Of course, it's interesting regardless. But you look at the drivers and you also listen to how they talk on the radio when Mm. they're driving. And the ones that are like – Sure, they're going to win that day. You have to pretty much make a podium. Yes, the way they talk is so different. And the ones that are literally the ones that never make the podium are the ones that are like, "I'm trying." On the radio, they're like, "Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying." The other ones are like, "Yep, done. What do I have to do now? Done. Like, where do you want me? (laughs) I'm going to win this. Yeah, yes. And it's incredible of the mindset that you've got to get into and the language. Yeah, everything plays into it. Yeah. And powerful. like it would Language be the same so massively in yeah. boxing yeah. or any martial arts. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Especially because like it's a sport too where it's like if you don't if you miss something, like you're gonna get hit. Yes. So it's like you have to perform. Like you don't play and boxing. Not only yeah. and if you do get hit, how do you respond to that? Because yeah. if you crumble, that's it, it's game over. Oh. If how yeah. do you compartmentalize that as a as an isolated event, get back in the zone and continue? Yeah. You know, like whereas a lot of people might be the kind that they get hit and I can't, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I I honestly think some people are born with that a Mm. little bit. Mm. You're born with a bit of, and like for use of a better word, like a bit of mongrel in you. Yeah. So like you're, it's okay for that to happen. Um, Maybe I need to unpack that with my therapist. Well, aspects of that is hereditary. Like personality to an extent is hereditary. It's it's a lot of like 
It is hereditary, and then it's a lot about what genes you want to express. So you might have inherited something that you're like, oh, sick. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, great. But you can actually like I actually, it. yeah, yeah, and then change it and change how it's the whole epigenetics of how your genes are yeah, expressed. Right. So you can like you can like turn on and turn off certain gene expressions and stuff. So don't yep. freak out if you've got a trait that you hate <laughs> that you've inherited in your personality, but. Yeah, for some people, that's why for some people straight away, straight off the bat, they're yeah. just a gun because of how their mindset is. Or, you know, there's people that are born and you're like, how are you so outgoing? Yeah. You know, as a child, how are you able to literally socialize with everybody? And then there are the other children that are like raised in a similar environment, but really timid and that's just them. Well, actually, that's it's funny you say because me and my brother are like that. Like, I'm very much an extrovert. I love socializing. I'm super confident. Like, if you said to me, get up in front of a thousand people mm. and do a speech, I'd be like, give it to me. Yeah, like, get I me love on it. A yeah. Stage. <laughs> And so, but my brother's, he like, he's actually quite good at public speaking, but he's much more introverted. He wouldn't like, you know, yep. seek the limelight, doesn't like, you know, network the same way I do. Yes. And we were raised basically the same. So yeah. I think there is a, yeah, 100% hereditary yeah. part of it too, but, and your experiences shape you and, you know, also what you want to project as well. Like, yeah. And what you've been told as a kid, like, so that feedback loop that comes around, like, you know, your comp, my, my parents are very much in building my confidence yes. and I am a very confident person. So I think that plays a huge part of it as well. Yeah, massively, mm. massively. And it is because, like, obviously the nature versus nurture and all of yeah. that is really, really interesting. But you, even when you look at siblings, and they've done so many studies on, like, twins that have been separated at birth, yeah. brought them back together, and there's so much similar about their personalities and their likes and their hobbies and what they do, yeah. and it's quite crazy, yeah. Um, yeah, what is actually hereditary. And so a lot of the time people just think, you know, they think, oh, well, this is just me, mm. but they don't realise that those things can still be changed and edited, I guess, Yeah. Um, if it's not something you like, yeah. you know? Yeah, definitely. So then to go back to your question. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that huge tangent. Yeah. Um, so... Then I decided, I was like, you know what? I have always wanted to build my own brand. So like female empowerment is like a core value for me. Like mm. I've always like backed females. Like I'm just like, it's so important to me. And I feel like I'm empowered myself and I just wanted to pass that on. And I was like, how can I combine this? Like, you know, boxing, I feel like when I get like my girls and my clients, like I know that it empowers women, like, you know, even on not just a physical level, like, but like mentally as well, like that whole like space to release that masculine energy to punch it and then you know to be comfortable in your own body to like you know when we're doing the pads it is quite physical I'm like throwing slips and like you're ducking yes. and you're coming back with something and and yeah. to be in that space where you're exposed to that because I feel like females aren't exposed to that so much as children like yes. boys very much rough and tumble girls are a little bit more reserved in that sense so it's like a really beautiful space for females to unleash that masculine energy but then yeah and then we've got to ask ourselves why is that the case yeah because a lot of the time it's because of how everyone's been raised and yep. what society's expectations of children are. Look at, and this is like a really interesting kind of study that I did on myself. It's like, look at, look at primary school uniforms. Girls are in dresses and skirts totally. as a child, you know, like it was yeah. ridiculous. And I remember when I did primary school here in Sydney, um, so, you know, we're all in dresses. Yep. The boys are in shorts. Yep. They're obviously way more active and the girls are like doing what they can, but, you know, yeah. they're wearing dresses. And then... I moved to Queensland, I moved to Noosa when I was 10 or 11. And so I did my final year of primary school in Noosa. And it was a unisex uniform of shorts and t-shirts. Oh, Everybody that. wore the same thing. And the girls were so much more like active and oh, rough and tumble. Wow. And I'm like, this is because of what they're wearing. It's it not is. because like you've, it's not because girls are more whatever and boys are more. Yeah. These girls were hanging upside down on monkey bars, doing back flips off the monkey bars. And the teachers that. were like, like you're free flag fine, do what you want. <laughs> and it was great that all of us did touch. Like I straight away was in like this weird touch footy circle. And then every, like, 
And I was like, this is amazing because is it because it's culturally different in a different state? Is it because mm. it's the uniform? Is it? But the point is that there's a prime example of yes, you know, girls and boys at that young age behaving quite yeah, we're conditioned to think yes. that yes. yes. Totally. And yeah. So I think, and then so that that has sort of sparked me to be like, you know, how can I? And I, I, I just felt, and I've been doing a lot of stuff too on like Dharma, mm. and like I just like when I started my brand, I was like, you know, I, then the names hit like a girl. So obviously it's a play on words because like you know when those guys make those derogatory terms, like oh, you hit like a girl. It's like yeah. yes, bitch, I hit like a girl. <laughs> I'm a fucking girl. I so what will hit you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would never But yeah, so and that, that's that's the aim of the brand. And I guess I was like, this is a soon as I started doing it and I quit my job, I was like, this is what I'm meant to be doing on this earth. Yeah. Like, this is how I'm going to be in service of people. This is how I'm going to give back because I realize, like, what gives me purpose and what makes me feel the best in life is when I'm giving back. Yeah. And, like, like totally. what else are we here for? Like, 100%. I want to be in service of other people and, like, this is my way to do it and I want to instill my confidence that I have on other women. Yeah. Um, so I and do the boxing. Yeah. Like, purpose is everything. But talk. I want you it to is. talk about Dharma more. Okay. So talk about that. Well, I feel like that. it's so beautiful, I guess, that 20. 20 like you know like retrospect because I was like there was a reason why at five years old I was like to my mom I want to do karate like you know there's mm. a reason why like I continue doing it and I was like there's so many things that have happened in my life that now I look back I'm like there was reasons why all yes. that happened yes. and now I've got a brand that's around empowering females with boxing and self-defense and it's yes. just like I sit in it and sometimes I, I leave clients and I'm like I, this is what I'm meant to do. Yeah. Like, I feel so good about it. And, and like, when you've hit your dharma, you just know. Yeah. And then th- all these doors have opened up for me. I mean, I'm sitting here now, right now doing a podcast with no, you about literally. But, yeah, and then, yeah. like, you know, I'm, I'm doing a big event in, like, a month. And I'm, so you know, and, and all these people that I'm meeting, it's because I've changed my path in my life and I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing. Yes. And the doors just open. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of people, and I'll probably, we'll go into the questions in a bit, but I think a lot of people really struggle with like but what if you don't have a purpose or you don't know what your purpose is Mm. my advice to you is create more silence in your life because you're so stimulated that you never give your authentic self to just be and tell you you're you know we're so distracted but why imagine if you just sat there in silence no distractions just for like 30 minutes every couple of days and then you start realizing like I remember at one point after I'd done did my undergrad in neuroscience absolutely loved it but Mm. then I was you know doing fitness wanting to travel so I was like you know that's it for now yeah doing Pilates teaching whatever but every time I had a moment of silence where I'd think about my future or I'd be in a meditation Mm. the brain would always come back to me the idea of the brain studying the brain neuroscience psychology all of that it always it always like niggle in the back of my mind and then I kind of was like oh just on I'll just apply for my master's because I remember I did this huge trip and I was with like Lucy Mm. from like the we the wild ones Mm. and we were like dead broke coming back to Australia she had to do like this fucking weird trip that went via Tokyo and Cairns to get to Australia (laughs) it was was like a four-day thing to get from Colombia back to Queensland but anyway but we were just so poor and trying to like scrimp together the cash just to get back to Australia and I was sitting at the airport in Cartagena I think and at the airport I was looking at like master's programs and stuff and I'd get back into Australia just because I'm like I was just I think because I had so much free time I'm like brain 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 and then I applied and I got in and then I deferred because I, I still wasn't fully Turning myself over to that. Yes. So I like got into food. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And I'm like, I really want to study the brain while I've deferred it. Like yeah. it's crazy. But yeah, I think with you as well, it's I feel like it's obviously been boxing, martial arts, empowering women. This yeah. concept has been like a constant 
It has. You know, it's just your such life. a core value inside yeah, yeah, me. Like yeah. it's just something that's always been there. But I like. But to be honest, I had no idea this was my dharma. Like if you talked to me two years ago, I'd be like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Yes. I'm working in HR. Wasn't really enjoying it. Tried a PR role. But I think a key thing too, as well as sitting in that space and having that silence, because you know things come up. But also like taste things, try yeah. things. Like if you are thinking about something, like you're never too old to try anything. No. Try it. If it fails, try something else. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then also have that why behind it like anchor it to something that is so core to you that mm. like gives you satisfaction like, yeah. yeah and 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 be okay with getting out of your comfort zone teach yes. yourself yeah. how to get out of your comfort zone mm. and start and if you're so terrified of the concept start with something basic like yeah. go to a fucking salsa dancing class yes. when you've never danced in your life like exactly even if that's yeah. not your purpose or passion but though you'll be amazed at what doors open when you do something out of your comfort zone even if you yeah. think it's irrelevant yeah. do skateboarding class yes do yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, 100%. You know, yeah. Start putting yourself in these arenas that you'd never normally find yourself yes. in. And yeah. things will just unfold. It it's does. amazing. Yeah. And I think I was super scared. Like, I was terrified. I was like, oh, my God, I'm fucking making the worst decision ever. Like, I've got yes. a full-time secure job. I've done this degree. You know, I'm, I'm good at it. I've got over 10 years' experience. I'm quitting in COVID. Yes. Like, a full-time secure job. And I was like, but I was like, no, like, fuck this. I need to do something yes. that I'm passionate about. I felt like that, like, was I was dying inside. Totally. Doing something that I hated. Well, this brings it. I want to... I just want to actually ask some questions based on that because that's exactly what some of the questions have been about. But it is how much preparation slash research did you do before taking the plunge? Uh, nothing. (laughs) I was, I literally made the decision and I was like, I'm out. Like I'm actually thrilled (laughs) that you said that. No research at all. Like I think I naturally, I'm I'm a good networker. Yeah. Um, but I thrive under pressure. I mean, I just kind of said that before, but I, where as soon as the pressure is on, like give it to me, like I'm here for it. So like I knew in my head, I'm like, I will make money. I'll hustle. Like I'll use my social media skills. Like, and that's literally how I've done it. I've just like posted content. So I understand, I understand content and the power of social media, which is not hard like these days but you know I think I just was like I don't care like if if, if all this fails like the worst case scenario I just get another job that's exactly that's that's it so I was doing a live the other day with Rachel Dillon and I I was talking about um what it means to back yourself yeah and I think a lot of people think that it means that you have to succeed and you're gonna succeed and I've got everything behind it's not that yeah backing yourself to me is I know that even if I have all the resources, I'm going to put my heart and soul into this, but backing myself means that even if it fails miserably, like mm. just spectacularly mm-hmm. fails, <laughs> I'm resourceful enough yes. to do something about it, 100%. whether that be get a job in something random for Anything, the meantime, whatever, something yeah. that's going to pay my bills. I know that I'm resourceful enough that I'm never going to starve ever. Yes, 100%. So that's it, what it means. It does. And I think the other limiting belief that pairs on with that, because like, you know, I, that's very easy for me to say, oh, I'll just get another job. But I think it's like the judgment piece as well that comes mm. into that. Like, so if I do fail, it's like that limiting belief of like, I'm a failure. What will my parents think? What will my friends think? Am I going to be embarrassed like that I failed at this thing? You quit but, this job that you yes. were doing well in to yeah. do something else. And, and now, now you've, you've failed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, and that that was a limiting belief I had all the mm. time. I was like, fuck, I'm gonna be so embarrassed if it doesn't work. But like, what's like, what pain is greater? Do you know what I mean? The pain yep. of me just sitting in a job that I hate, that enduring that pain, or the pain of potentially embarrassing myself about fucking whatever yep. I gave it my all. Like, well, yeah, yeah. Like I had my sister on the podcast a few months ago, and you, a bunch of you guys would have listened to it. When, but Stephanie said she always, every time she's at a crossroad of a decision, where it's like we're doing bob 
misled or doing yes. this or doing that. Yeah. She says she always does the deathbed test. If like if I was on my deathbed, would Ooh, I wish I did it? I like that. And she's like, this good. you rarely, rarely say, oh, I wish I stayed in that job that I'd experienced. Everything I could experience in it, it was boring and I hated it, but I really wish I stayed. Like, <laughs> exactly. No, that. and that applies to everything, even relationships. Yes. You know what I mean? Even relationships. Like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, no one ever regrets being single. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. You don't. Yeah. You don't look at being single. You're like, oh, I regret this. Yeah, or, I regret that. You regret being in a relationship. <laughs> yeah. But you don't regret being single. Like, it's. Yeah, exactly. Know, yeah. Exactly. And you you don't regret like what the, the lessons that come lessons. from it. It's amazing. Yeah. So the deathbed test, even I've started ever since Stephanie really mentioned good. it. I'm like, I I'm love feeling that. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Do it. That's like good. everybody should do it. Yeah. Even if you did it just like once a month and just sat there and really asked yourself right now, if I was on my deathbed, is there anything I would look back and be like, I would have done this right now. Yeah. And do it. Yeah. Just do it. You yeah. know. Love. So yeah, I'm glad that you said that you didn't put too much preparation into it because I think if you do put too much preparation into it. You talk yourself out of it. Yeah. The longer you take to make a decision, the more time you've got to make an excuse as to why you shouldn't do it. Agree. Like the brain is amazing at talking you oh, out yeah. of an it idea. Did, and it did a few times. Like in even now, some days I have days where I'm like, fuck, do I have enough clients? Like, you know, where am I going? I get so caught up in the doing and mm-hmm. instead of sitting and you have those limiting beliefs. But I think it's coming – I always anchor it back to my core. Like why am I doing this? Yes. And it's to serve others and pass on that confidence and empower other women. Yep. And as soon as I come back to that – just everything flows yes totally it's amazing i love that okay next question um how do you stop thinking about an ex i don't know if you can like god that's a funny one isn't it like i do a lot of i journal a lot Mm. i journal every morning um so it's every morning yeah talk about that let's go into that okay so you get i wake up and i meditate Great. Um, 15 minutes. I'm trying Guided to, or just as oh, is? Oh, just as is. Yep. So I've done a Vedic meditation course. Beautiful. Um, so I use the mantra and um, I really am trying at the moment to do it twice a day. Mm. So 15 in the morning, 10 in the afternoon. Um, but I meditate, then I journal. Um, sometimes I even journal twice a day. If I'm like having a really bad day, like I feel it helps me so much to just get it out on paper. Yes. And it's a journal, like I don't think about what I'm going to write. It's just a stream of thoughts. It's like a little therapy session yep. for myself. It's great to look back on. It but is. I also journal when things are going good too, which I I yeah. find it super helpful because, you know, when things are going good, we often generally when things are going bad, but when they're going good, it's good to reflect on that and like, what did I do that day? How much sleep did I get? What did I eat? Who did I hang around? How can I replicate that then to yes. have another good day? Yeah. So that's been super helpful for me. Um, I forgot where I was going. <laughs> yeah. No, just about the idea of... Um, uh, so. What what was the what question did I, I actually say? <laughs> oh, getting over... Stop thinking Talking about X. an ex. Yeah. Yes. So... I don't know if you can just like randomly stop thinking about it. I think it's time. Do you know and what I mean? think it's it's conscious action it in is. the moment. Yeah. Like I think um, obviously as far as getting over someone, you can't determine exactly when that day no, will be. it's case by case. It is case by case, but there's a lot you can do for yourself. And yeah. the way I look at it is like what is going to give me long-term feel good. Feel- so like for example, like a, a perfect example, sugar makes you feel good in the moment, but it yeah. makes you feel shit after. Yeah. Exercise makes you feel good in the moment and it makes you feel great yeah. after. Um, there's a lot of things like hu- real, genuine human connection feels good in the moment and incredible after. Yeah, you yeah. Know, so you've got to look at the things that will give you proper, yeah. you know, healthy levels of happiness, not it's a quick fix that's going totally. to make you feel like, oh, sluggish. Yeah, you know what I mean? no, that's true. I think it's also redirecting that energy because, like, obviously yeah. thinking about someone is pouring energy into that. Yeah. So it's like I do a lot of things now that I've, I've cre- I'm creating a new me. Mm. Like post-breakup now, I'm not the same Ashley that I was. I'm creating a new me with new yeah. experiences. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm opening myself up to different things. And so once you start putting your energy into different areas, then the thoughts become less and less because 
because then yeah. you don't. I'm not sitting there like moping and sitting thinking about him, but I'm like, you know, who can I talk to to get that that I was missing from him? Yes, you know, I'm exercising a lot. I'm meditating. I'm doing things that are out of my comfort zone, as yeah. you said. Like, ran. I just started doing water painting at night. Amazing. Um, yeah. So like stuff that like I normally would just know. I'm just saying yes to a lot of things too. My yeah. my mantra also too was like the year of the yes. Like yeah, if something pops up, I'm like yes, I'm gonna yes. do it. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's and so good. It opens doors. But it is. And what I find the the. If you do want to accelerate the process, like I said, you can't pinpoint the day that you're going to get over someone, but yeah. a really good way of accelerating the process is to bring in as many new things into your life as yes. possible. So it's a stark contrast to the life that you had. A lot of the time, if nothing changes and you sit in just like stillness, it feels like everything around you is moving so much faster than what it is. But if mm. you go with the flow and go with the momentum and keep growing and da, 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 that old life with your ex will seem miles away because yeah. you've gone with the current. Yeah. You're not in the past yeah. and everything is traveling yeah. while you're staying still. You know, yeah. you've got to go move with the flow of reality, which is like everything is moving. Yeah. Everything is evolving yeah. all the time, you totally. know. And sending, I think another thing that I find too is just sending love. So like mm. sometimes you can get into a place where you're like, oh, I fucking hate them. And, yeah. You know, negative. But it's like, no, I'm, I'm aware I'm thinking about them. Send them love. And I'm going to move on and do something else. Yeah. So con being conscious about it and consciously saying, no, nope, but it's a, it's a positive thing and yeah. I'm going to move on. Totally. Yeah. Totally. That's and- helping me. And honestly, if you're stalking the Instagram, don't. Don't trigger yourself. No, do you? Oh, my God. Don't, don't, do, don't trigger yourself. Don't, like, it is the worst. It's the worst. When you check make up stories, you make like, up shit. It is the worst thing you can do because, firstly, you're never going to know exactly what's going on behind the scenes yes. of that photo or that story. Totally. Number one. Number two is that you're not in their brain. Yep. So what are, whether they post or whether they don't post, you have no idea. Mm. And number three, you're ambushing yourself because yes. you're going into like a dark room. You have no yes. idea what you're going to see. You yeah. could be like they could have not posted anything. They could have posted something and they could have posted something that breaks your heart unnecessarily because you're not together anymore. You need to make that person's business not your business, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah, it's hard, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see. Um how do you balance your work and personal life? Well, I'm a, I do so many things. I'm like the busiest. Like I block things into my diary. Um, I mean, I just feel like I'm very proactive with my friends. Yep. Like I see all relationships. You need to pour energy into it. Like it's a two-way thing. Um, so, I mean, I'm always out. I love going to dinners. I'm always catching up with friends. Mm. I'm, you know, boxing with friends or like I'm going out to lunches and like I just, I just balance it. I don't know. I'm like constantly on the go, but it could potentially be a bad thing for me because I don't have much like downtime. Yes. Um, but I try and make it a rule that on Sundays I do have a rest day. Yeah. Um, Amazing. Yeah. But because I am training for a fight as well. Okay, let's talk about the fight. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mean, I've been boxing. I've had a few kickboxing fights, like a few amateur kickboxing fights. Um, and then as I started boxing, I was training heaps, like noticing improvement. I was like, I just want to dip into that field again. I, and mm. having a goal, especially like I was a, a, a competitive swimmer as well. And I was like, I just love having that goal and yes. like, training towards something. I'm so competitive and I'm like, you know, and I, I love boxing. So yep. I was like, fuck, I'm just going to have a fight. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And it's in Queensland. It'll be in Queens. So hopefully I'll fight. So in August at the Golden Gloves, um, I, I don't, you don't know who you fight. So it's a novice fight. It's not like a pro fight. Yeah, I, like, yeah. I wish I had a song to come out to if I don't. Because <laughs> I would fully have a song. I'll just get and on like, the mic and yeah. sing. <laughs> <Can you? laughs> um, but like, yeah, so I'll just get matched up based on my weight. 
Um, but I'm super excited for it. Yeah. I just it. think That's the mindset, so like fighting is like, can be like scary. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, I'm just like, I can't wait. I can't wait to show off my skills. Like, yeah, I'm going to be so ready for it. I'm so excited. I, yeah. I want to come and watch. Yes, come and watch. It would be so good. I actually really want to come. So yeah. we'll, we'll try and make that happen. Yeah, definitely. Have fun. <laughs> okay. Um, there's something that I, number one daily habit that you started and it's changed your life. Oh, meditation. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can't even stress I enough. Can't, yeah, I like think, it's just like you need. It's you so underrated. Your brain, it is yeah. so underrated. It changes your brain. Yeah, like actually, like scientifically, like I've, I've looked into it as well, and I'm just like, and it does. Yeah, like, and it's just the awareness piece too. It's yeah. like sitting there and being aware of the pattern of the thoughts that come through. Yeah, and it's like it's okay, and then letting them go, and exercising your brain. Like we're so focused on mm. you know looking good and like feeling good, but like your brain is. So important. It rules everything. Literally. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm speaking to the converted. (laughs) I don't need to tell you language. Yeah, but like, you know, the brain is so important. It's like we need to nurture that and exercise that. And so meditation does that for me. Yeah. And it's like being able to sit there and do it and and the practice of it. And that's why I'm trying to do it twice a day. Because um, the first one's really good, but the second one really rinses me out. Mm. Um, but that that definitely has. But it's this idea that meditation, it's this idea where you're constantly connecting and we actually covered this in the lecture last night and I was like oh my god I'm so obsessed with this topic (laughs) but it's the concept of um, people that are able to respond better to situations in a more proactive way and people that are calmer in general people that are happier more relaxed have a much deeper connection between their limbic system which is where the amygdala is emotion and fear processing and behaviors and your prefrontal cortex which is like executive thinking and like forward thinking planning reasoning your personality so if that link is really strong Mm. then you're going to be a calmer person, a more proactive person, a happier person. If that link is severed, then your emotions take over your life, especially fear being the main one. Meditating is one of the best ways to marry those two areas again together because you're constantly in a state of like calm down, calm down, Mm. calm down. And that is your prefrontal cortex trying to communicate with your limbic system and there you're strengthening and building on those pathways. The thinner the pathways, the less they're going to do their job. And um, and that also goes into like people that are raised with like that secure attachment with their parents, really loving and really – they are already – they're like at a massive advantage because they get that built in as a child. Um, Most of them, not everyone. But yeah, so meditating is one of the best ways. If you're somebody that has had not the best attachment style – meditating weirdly enough even though it feels completely unrelated is one of the best ways yeah. to rebuild those highways in the brain yeah, yeah. and it's so funny because like some of my friends who don't mind they're like oh i can't meditate i'm like yes you can <laughs> everyone can meditate everyone it just takes practice it's just like a sport like sometimes we saw a sport you're not good yeah. at it but it's just it's literally just sitting there letting the thought come like uh, gently like yeah. blowing it away and then just practicing that. That's it's it. literally it. trying to say to someone that's never run, go run a marathon or oh, I can't run a marathon. Yeah, it's, it's like, what? no, <laughs> you just go for a light jog yes. and then you go for a longer run and th- yeah. that's meditating. Yeah. You've got to treat your brain like you would any other, like training your brain, you treat like training your, your you know, memory, your muscles, your whatever. Like it's the same thing. Practice makes perfect and you yeah. start small and then you go big. Yeah. Honestly, if you can meditate for two minutes, that's infinitely better exactly. than nothing. If you can have one mindful minute a day, it's you you'll you will feel the difference. Yeah. You know, it's incredible. It is. And breathing through your nose. Mm. That sounds really weird. Yeah. <laughs> but like I, I I just breathe through my nose when I meditate and do a little bit oh, of the yeah. breathing like the two different nostrils. Um but that even noticing my breath, because like that's something that I notice when you know I'd argue with my 
ex-boyfriend or whoever, when I get emotional, now I feel like I'm more aware of what physically happens yes. in my body. Like my breath shortens, you know, yes. I can feel like a warm sort of wave go over me, my palms get sweaty. Yeah, like, that's all like the cortisol the, and the yeah. adrenaline and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So when you notice your breath, it's being able to take that breath like and physically lower those adrenal glands. And so the uh, parasympathetic, yeah. I don't know the good terms for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, so but, as soon as you take that breath in, hold that. I do box breathing a little bit too. Yes. Sometimes when I get stressed out, I'm like, hold it in for four. And then let it out for four and like hold it in for four. And then yeah. and that, and I can feel myself going back into a calmer state. And I never, I used to be a little psycho when I was younger, mm. like, you know, with my ex ex boyfriend. But, um, and I, you know, I've done things I'm not, not proud of, but I've learned from all those things. I'm like, the old me would have reacted and been triggered in this yes. situation. Yes. But now I think through meditation and just life experience, yeah. um, it's just helped me not react yeah yeah and it's really interesting that yeah exactly what you're saying about like how you shallow breathing and everyone when you're angry everyone goes into that or where you're like really like you feel attacked or you feel like yeah all of that and it's crazy because people think my physical symptoms then like just arise Mm. and then my emotions are triggered and then more physical symptoms arise that is true but the same can be done in reverse your thoughts and your actions can then change your physical symptoms yeah so like whatever's playing out physically you have influence over Mm. you know it's not just happening and taking over because the reason your heart is racing is also because your breaths are shallow it's also because you're thinking this Mm. imagine if you were to just pause take those deep change your posture which Mm. people don't do um, if you're hunched over and whatever, you're in a protective state. If you open up your chest and stand up really tall, it's like even Tony Robbins talks about this and he calls yes, it like a power stance, hands on that. hips, and yeah. you stand up really wide. It says that instantly it changes, like the levels of cortisol drop yeah. and then um, oxytocin and all of that go up. Yeah, it's so interesting. Because you feel more yeah. connected to the person, you feel more open and you yeah. feel more like responsive yeah. instead of like closed off, attack, protect, all yeah. of that. It's crazy. But um, yeah, what you can do physically will absolutely change what you're feeling. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, fuck, amazing. Okay, two more questions. (laughs) Let's see. Um, uh, Kind of answered something. That's a bit irrelevant, that one. I'm just going to add to the breathing too. Yes, please do. But, like, I notice a lot of the breathing when girls are boxing because I feel like it's something that I'm, like, you know, on repeat with Mm. is to breathe when you're boxing because when everyone concentrates, when they're trying to do the combinations, they hold their breath. Yes. And I'm like, it's so important, like, in any sport, like yoga or even powerlifting, like, breathing is a super important part of that technique. And keep it consistent, you know. And it lets out energy. Like, physically, as I'm, like, boxing, if I'm – and I make, like, a weird little shh noise. But, like, it helps me punch. Yeah, And like. It's, I don't know if it's, it's it's a physical thing, but also psychological. Like you need to breathe to let out that energy. That's so, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you look at like the pattern of how your diaphragm and how your like abdominal, everything, your whole abdominal walls, transverse abdominals, everything, you look yeah. at how that moves when you breathe. Yeah. When you inhale, everything relaxes. When you exhale, it naturally gets pushed in. And that's where the power the comes, power comes from. from. So it's like allowing this natural flow. And that's even yeah. in singing. Like it's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. So advice for when you're feeling stuck or lost, mm-hmm. but you know there's something bigger for you. So advice for people that were in this situation basically that you were in before yeah. you took the leap of faith. Yeah. I think just, I mean, I, I kind of like mentioned it before, but I think, you know, try things. 
um, change your environment, like change it up. Like you're never going to progress if you're doing the same thing over and mm. over again. Mm. And you're never going to find what you really love if you're just doing the same things. Yep. So it goes back to also what you were saying is like get uncomfortable. Yep. Do things out of your comfort zone. And it doesn't have to be huge. You don't have to change your whole life around. It literally could be a dance class, yes. learning a language, or I don't know, like doing going a different way on your walk home. Yeah. Change your environment up and things will pop up because you can't, it's like insanity. You can't expect your life's going to, mm change if you keep doing the same shit over and over again yeah um so change things up and then but like you know i don't know i i, I think find out what really resonates with you what makes you the happiest yeah and then expand on that and then if you have a business mindset maybe you can figure out how that can make you money yeah you know, I mean, and how you can tie in your career with that yeah yeah so it's like you know obviously we need money to live so that's like an important part but it's like money money's not a super motivating thing for me like obviously I need mm. money to live but like the, I realized like especially I mean 32 now I was like it's more about how I can give back actually I've started I feel like I manifested this I always was saying I really want to work with the domestic women who've been affected by the domestic violence in their lives um, and then I got this email and it was like the girls and women's emergency center mm. um, asked me to do their boxing Oh, amazing. And so every Monday I've been going to Burwood and, and training the social workers there. And I think I'm going to work with them further and start doing an event with them. But, like, I was, like, as soon as I left, I was in that situation talking to these women. Um, and I was, like, this is my purpose. Yes. Like, I'm here yes. to give back to women yep. at, of all levels. And I also train uh, one of my, my favorite clients, Scarlett, who's in a wheelchair as well. And like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and she's a gun. She's like, a I gun. Her. She's yeah. awesome. <laughs> and yeah. it's, like, you know, I train um, – Everyone at every level. And I'm like, I, I know that I'm making an impact on these people's lives yep. in some way or another. And, like, it just gives me so much satisfaction. I think that's the core of it. Like, I'm serving others. Like, how can I give back? How can I make someone else's life better? Yes. And if and everyone's doing that, like, you know, sounds very deep. What a beautiful place the world will yeah, be. Yeah, you know no, I, mean? I know. Serve I know. others. Yeah. 100%. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And for me, like, it's it's if ever you're feeling like, defeated or someone's made a judgment or you're feeling like people are thinking oh what's she doing what's he doing whatever yeah I always like lean back into my purpose so say I ever yeah. feel like oh is you know that could have been done better or this or that I'll just read a few of my listeners messages to oh, me and yeah, I'm amazing. like oh I'm yes. definitely doing the right thing. Like, this is my you purpose. Are, you help so many people, Alexis. I just Alexis. love it. You yeah. I and mean? it just brings you me so much happiness. And I was yeah. just at, like a, a barrier's class. Shout out to May. Hello, May. <laughs> <laughs> I was just doing, I did a barrier's class and I was in the bathroom. And then this yeah. gorgeous girl, May, comes up and she's like, She's like, I listened to your podcast. Uh, and we were just having like a, a whole conversation there. Well, it was, she was amazing. Chat, yeah. <laughs> and people just reaching out. I even yeah. walked into Barry's and the receptionist screams out, I listened to your podcast. <laughs> I was I like, love I love you so much. <laughs> but it's it's incredible how you start to feel when you create some sort of a connection with another yeah. group of people. Yeah. It's amazing. Whether you know them personally or not, you feel it, you know. Mm. And it's transformative. And so, yeah, like what you were saying with, you know, how do you get out of that rut? Try connect with someone. Yeah. Maybe try and speak to the person at the Seven Eleven while you're buying chewing gum. You know, just yeah. how's your day? What have you been up to? What are, like start a conversation. You actually feel so good when you walk out of there, even you if do. it's the most mundane conversation. Yeah, like, it's incredible what human connection provides you. Yeah. And, and even ask yourself the question, like, what would I be doing if money wasn't an issue? Or, like, what's something that's going to make me feel really happy? And maybe you can do something with that. I don't mm. know. Yeah. I remember even before the podcast came out, before any of that, I remember. Um, going to my sister's graduation for, as a firefighter mm. 
And it was like quite moving the whole thing because you're know, like these people, all these people just like slogged it out through like yeah. their like their. It's not an academy. I can't remember what it's called, but it's my like dad's their actually training. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's your daddy. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's just it's incredible and yeah. it's very inspirational. It is, and I remember yeah. sitting there being like. I know this is Stephanie's purpose. She fucking lives and breathes this and she Love loves it that. so much. She loves it with yeah. all her heart. And I was looking at that and I was just thinking like, oh, I want to be in a position where I genuinely feel like I'm tapping into my purpose and making a difference and helping people. And yes. I was just like, oh, and that just sitting in the graduation ceremony really was like a driving force. And it wasn't probably another two years until I did my podcast, till I started the podcast, mm. like maybe a year and a half, two years. But it's it's this idea you start like formulating concepts and ideas and I think even a year before the podcast came out, I was like maybe I should do a YouTube channel, maybe I should do this. Mm. It's funny how you just start throwing all these ideas but eventually it comes into fruition, like it's this yeah. concept. But exactly what you were saying yeah. of like what if money wasn't an issue, like what's the things that inspire you yeah. and why, Yeah, you know? definitely. And sometimes and, things yeah. don't feel right. Like I, you know, I, I get, I am a truly big believer in trusting your intuition and your gut. Like yeah. I feel like it guides me so much. And once you start tapping into that, more mm. and more so like you can tap in. It's like you, if you're open to it, it comes out. Yeah. Um, but, you know, sometimes things have been really hard for me. I'm like, I just don't want to do it. And then I'm like, it's because it wasn't right for me. Yes. But then sometimes it's feeling like that is the right thing. Go into, lean into it and yeah. I do lean into it and then and then and push happen. yourself push through yourself. it push yeah. yourself through the hard things you yeah. instinctively know when you're slogging something out and you hate it and it yeah. doesn't serve your greater good versus putting your heart and soul into something that you know is yeah. your purpose like yeah. there's a massive difference because like one you're like there's no way I'm risking my all for that shit mm. fuck that <laughs> off right now and then the other one's like I'm willing to put a lot on the line for, to make this happen and that's yeah. how you know yeah you know like even if you haven't taken that leap yet, you could ask yourself that question, would I be willing to put something on the line? And if you want it bad enough, your answer would be yes. Mm, you know? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, final question. Um, 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 we've already listened to that. Oh, this is about fuck buddies. That's probably not really <laughs> oh, <shit. long>. uh, <laughs> How did you find the information that you needed to start your own business? So how did you oh. kind of... So, you, I mean, you've made the decision. You've decided, okay, that's it. I'm doing it. Yeah. How then? Well, from a lot of people. Like yeah. I, I'm very good at asking for help. Mm. I feel like that's a skill set in itself because like people either struggle with it or yeah. you know they feel quite vulnerable. So I always, I'm very like, I need help. So I'll talk to whoever I need to talk to. I think I did a lot of research on um, YouTube, like basic stuff I'm talking there. Like, you know, like what are some good workout programs? And like, you know, I, I gathered all the information from the years of just doing martial arts too. I kind of, I used to teach kids classes when mm. I was, you know, a teenager as well. Um, but I just, I, I, I think it's going to, I feel like it's very much my dharma too, because I think like I've collected all these skill sets yeah. to this point where when I started it, it actually just flowed for me yeah. a little bit. Like, you know, doing the content, the way that I've sort of PR'd myself through my own Instagram of creating content. I had a brand already, a personal brand, mm. and I'd started posting a lot of boxing content. So I started preceding the boxing already. Yes. And then when I started doing the boxing, I feel like people were just like, oh, of course. Like, yep. naturally, she's going to do that. And so, like, I think that everything sort of, you know, set itself in stone. And then as soon as I start, I still like kicked it off. I yeah. was like, ripped the fucking band aid off. Yeah. Things just started happening. And then I learned along the way, like, 
you know, like you often learn in the job. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like and you have to be – and a big part of it too is like bouncing back from setbacks. Like as soon as something happens where I have a shit day or I'm super tired, I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, you know, you, you have to just like think this is that moment where I have to springboard back off this negative yeah. thing and pick myself back up again. I feel like I've learned that through sport too. Yes, Like, you know, under, you know, you train so much in sport, especially swimming super hard. Like you train so mm. much, so many hours and then you have one race and it's like a minute 30 or whatever or even less, like a minute something. Yeah. And if you fuck it up, like, you're like, you feel so shit. And you're like, all right, I'm going to have to go in the back of the pool and train again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this yeah. Race. So it's like being able to have that resilience. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that, that's what's gotten me through too. Just like, you know, I need to be resilient. Yeah. To get back up tomorrow and do yeah. it again. It is that mindset. It's like changing your mindset of what you perceive failure to be, really. Yeah. And failure um, is like, I mean, I, I also have learned through, like, failure is not failure. Like, I'm, it's always a lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Like I learn from it. The only thing you really fail at is if you didn't do something at all. Yes. Fail to take action. Yeah. You know? I wish I'd quit my job sooner, but like I think it was meant to happen the way it did. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you yeah. know, so I look back, I'm like, fuck, I should just quit when I had that feeling like years ago. But the good thing about quitting when you did is because sometimes it's good to reach the point of saturation. That's it. Because then when you do quit, you're like, no chance. Yes. I'm going back. <laughs> if that's you quit, what I felt. Yeah. Like yeah. If, I think like if you quit when you kind of have that niggling idea, maybe you'd leave and then be like, oh, oh. and then not truly be in the moment of your new journey of that new chapter yeah. but sometimes it's good to get to that point where you're like nah no fucking yeah. well, and like, you I'm work never... harder yes you work harder for it because like yeah. i'm not going back yes i had that in my head i'm like never going back yeah. i just didn't want to work for someone anymore either yes i was like i'm such an active person like sitting at a desk was literally like eating away at my soul yeah and i was like uh, i just i don't want to i want to work on my dreams like why yeah. am i giving my life and my time to someone else to make their dream yes them richer and more famous whatever i was like i need to do this for myself oh like, that was so oh my god I'm resonating so hard with you because that was yeah. literally when I was um, teaching as well. I loved the t- connection with the clients. I yeah. love teaching. But I'm like, I do not like working for someone else because yes. I have so much to give, so much to share. I've got all these ideas and yes. I was giving all, all my ideas. ideas. All the ideas. It's a business. And I'm like, these are my fucking ideas. <laughs> and now that I'm doing I'm my own doing. thing, I'm like, oh, like yes. ideas just coming out of it. Same. And so, yeah, I think yeah. If, if you are that kind of person that is more inclined to do your own thing, no, no, obviously it's not, not one is – yeah. It's definitely not for everyone yeah. and not one because your your passions and your ambitions might be outside of career. Yes. So that's why it definitely might not be for totally. everyone. You might really like the structure of working within a company, which makes a lot of sense. But yeah, if you are that kind of person, then I highly recommend that you start like start to do it while you're already in that job, even if it is like doing the research or doing one client a week here yeah. or doing whatever. Yeah. And then kind of understand that it's doable and then like pull the plug before yeah. you've already subsidized your income pull the plug before yes. that because it makes you work so much harder it does and I knew I was never going to do it unless I quit my job yes because I kept being like oh I'll do it but it's like and you talk yourself out of it you're like oh but maybe I need to do more of this maybe I need to plan it more it's like no you don't no you just don't just do it no you just don't just rip and the you don't need the clients you don't need yeah. the clients just fucking do it <laughs> just do it you will hustle yeah you like yeah, we're survivors we're already survivors <laughs> you know I mean I was the sperm that won <laughs> I'm a survivor <laughs> I was the sperm I, I, I've got survival genes. Yes. I've made it here already. Yeah, literally. Yeah. And and just do a bit of a, like, look back at your life and see where you have overcome things. You'll yeah. be, remind yourself of that shit because yeah. sometimes you forget about it and then you think that you're not capable. But you, there's been a lot in your life, in everyone's life, mm. that we've, you know, overcome and we've achieved. Or we, there's something that you're really proud of yourself for achieving or doing or not doing, mm. you know, like, or standing up for yourself. There's always something that you can look back being like, that was a proud moment for yeah. me, for myself. Yeah. You know, and then use that. 
into what you're wanting to do next is being yeah. like, I'm capable. Yeah. So, guys, that – it's already been an hour and That's two minutes. Cool. How amazing. Um, I, do you know what I think we should actually do yeah. um, for the podcast – well, at least the podcast listeners in Sydney. Yeah. We should do like a workout. Oh. We'll do like a yes. uh, like a athletic Matt Pilates and boxing yeah. in like Rush Cutters Park or yes. something. And we'll like – yeah, well, we're going to organise an event or something like that. Love That'd that. be yeah, so yeah. cool. And then we finish with like a mindset yes. kind of like. Well, I do do meditation to, with my girls. Yes. So get the energy up yep. and then they leave centred because they nice. had that bit of breath work. Yep. I love that. Yep. I love that. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to organise something like that. Oh guys, thank you so much. Thank you, Ash. You're welcome. Love you, Alexis. Love you guys. Remember, be kind to yourselves. Um, be kind to your brains. Don't take shit from anyone and especially don't take shit from yourself. Danke.